Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Agony and the Ecstasy. Michelangelo Bonarotti was a great sculptor and painter during the Italian Renaissance. Along with Leonardo da Vinci and Raphael, the three artists are collectively known as the three great masters of the High Renaissance. Michelangelo had many talents, including sculpture, drawing, and architecture. Among his most celebrated works, his sculpture David embodies the vigor of the male body and the humanist ideals of the Renaissance. His illustrations on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, based on scenes taken from the Book of Genesis, is a monumental piece in the history of Western art. In addition, his design of the Dome of St. Peter's Basilica remains an architectural marvel to this day. How did Michelangelo create all these timeless masterpieces, and what is the story behind each of them? Let's delve into the agony and the ecstasy and uncover the legendary life of this great artist. The book is written by Irving Stone, a renowned American author. During his lifetime, Stone wrote 25 biographical novels, spanning the fields of politics, law, and art. The Agony and the Ecstasy, a fictionalized account of the life of Michelangelo, is one of his best-known works. Stone spent six years writing the book. During this time, he interviewed numerous experts and scholars on Michelangelo, and the Renaissance, and obtained a vast amount of valuable information. These include 495 letters, commission contracts, and other documents belonging to the artist himself. Based on these historical resources, Stone reimagines Michelangelo's inner world, and presents a vivid reconstruction of his life in the form of a historical novel. Stone's book takes us back in time to Italian society in the 15th and 16th centuries, allowing us to experience the ups and downs of Michelangelo's life, and gain an up-close and personal understanding of the man behind the art. In this bookie, we will introduce the book in three parts. Part 1, Discovering Destiny, Art is My Destiny. Part 2, Pursuit of Perfection, Giving My Best. Part 3, Salvation of the Soul, Art Sets the Soul Free. Part 1, Discovering Destiny, Art is My Destiny. Michelangelo Bonarotti was born in a small town near Florence, Italy in 1475. His father Lodovico, was a local official, while his mother Francesca passed away when he was very young. Lodovico had difficulty raising his five sons, so he sent Michelangelo to be the live-in apprentice of a stonemason. From then on, the young boy grew up in an environment surrounded by stones, cementing his lifelong passion for sculpture. When Michelangelo was thirteen, his friend Francesco Granixi recommended him to the then-famous painter Domenico Ghirlandaio. The latter was so moved by Michelangelo's artistic talent and self-confidence, that not only did he waive his tuition fee, but he even paid the young boy to become his apprentice. However, Lodovico strongly opposed his son's wish to learn painting. Even though their family had fallen into hard times, they were still considered aristocrats in Florence. To Lodovico, 
earning a living from making art was nothing short of disgraceful. During a heated argument, Michelangelo cried to his father, bleed me of art, and there won't be enough liquid left in me to spit. Under his insistence, his father finally agreed, and the youth entered Ghirlandaio's studio. However, after learning to paint frescoes at the studio for a few months, Michelangelo became enamored with the ornately carved sarcophagus before the Basilica di Santa Maria Novella. As he stared at the marble figures, he could almost feel their breaths and their heartbeats. A surge of joy erupted from within, and in that moment, he realized that his true calling was sculpture, the greatest form of art as he believed. Michelangelo believed that paintings present three-dimensional structures on a two-dimensional plane, whereas sculpture is a three-dimensional art form in itself, the more realistic the art form, the more sublime it is. However, his views were rejected by the other apprentices of the studio, who felt that the range of subject matter in sculpture is limited, and hence many sculptors were uncreative and merely replicated existing works. Although Michelangelo wanted to argue with them, the truth was that since the death of Donatello and his students, sculpture in Florence had been in decline, and there was no longer any place to learn this form of art. Unable to refute the others' opinions, Michelangelo felt dejected. The lack of understanding and outright invalidation from those around him, as well as the lack of a place to learn sculpture and realize his passion, tormented Michelangelo, and kept him up at night. Around this time, his friend Granaxi, who was adept at uncovering other people's talents, found out about his love for sculpture and took him to a garden especially built for sculptors. This garden was built by Lorenzo de' Medici, the then ruler of Florence. It contains a dazzling array of sculptures that made the young Michelangelo giddy with excitement. His passion for sculpture was reignited, and unable to contain himself, he cried out to his friend, Granaxi, I've got to get in now. I don't want to be a painter, I want to be a marble carver. As luck would have it, Lorenzo wanted Ghirlandaio to send two of his best apprentices to the garden to learn sculpture. Upon hearing this news, Michelangelo was delirious. He fervently confessed to his teacher about how much he loved sculpture, and that he would often wander around in the sculpture garden like a starving dog circling a butcher shop. At last, Michelangelo's wish came true, he came to the garden to learn sculpture from Bertoldo, one of Donatello's students. Since then, his love for sculpture grew, and his sculpting technique improved by leaps and bounds. Lorenzo also greatly admired his talent. Soon, however, Lorenzo passed away, and Michelangelo lost his patron. He had no choice but to leave the garden and return home. Leaving the sculpture garden meant that he also lost his income, and he would not be able to continue sculpting. Thankfully, the French Cardinal Grola of San Dionigi took a liking to his work, and invited him to Rome to carve the Pieta in St. Peter's Basilica. The Pieta is a Christian-themed piece that depicts the Virgin Mary carrying the body of Jesus under the cross. While versions of this work by previous artists often show Jesus struggling for his final breath, Michelangelo did not want to portray any violence and pain. Instead, he wanted to create a solemn atmosphere to express a sense of pure, holy grief and mercy. His rendition of Mary is elegant and graceful, beautiful and flawless, 
the purity of her soul has given her eternal youth. Both Mary and Jesus look peaceful and serene. The sculpture exudes a silent grief which forms a dramatic contrast with the suffering of Jesus, evoking sadness and sympathy in the audience to massive artistic effect. Michelangelo installed the finished Pieta in the niche of St. Peter's Basilica, and it attracted a great deal of attention. Many people admired the artistry of the piece and made guesses as to who the sculptor was. Several names were suggested, but no one mentioned Michelangelo. In response, the 23-year-old artist snuck into the basilica in the middle of the night, and carved his name on the sash across the Virgin Mary's chest. He wanted to announce to the world that the Pieta is his creation, and it is the only one of his completed works that bears his signature. After completing the Pieta, Michelangelo returned to Florence. At that time, the Council of the Wool Guild, and the overseers of the cathedral were holding a sculpture competition, inviting sculptors to create a piece from a defective marble column. It was a beautiful block of high-quality marble, although its middle portion was sunken due to damage during the quarrying process. While the other sculptors thought that the damage made it impossible to carve a complete sculpture from this column, Michelangelo took a liking to the marble. He believed that he could find a way to overcome its fatal flaw and turn it into a work of art. After repeatedly submitting applications to the organizers of the competition, he finally obtained this gigantic, 17-foot-tall column. When Michelangelo went to see the marble at the cathedral workshop, the sunlight coming in through the window happened to cast his shadow onto the column. His silhouette was magnified and resembled that of a giant. This reminded him of the character of David from the Bible, and he decided to sculpt a giant statue of David from the column. He then read the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. After David defeated the giant Goliath, he told the Israeli king Saul, My lord, I used to feed my father's flock, and if lion or bear came and carried off one of my rams, I would go in pursuit and get the mastery and snatch the prey from their jaws. Did they threaten me? I would catch them by the throat and strangle them. Lion or bear, my lord, I would slay them. A young boy who fought a giant beast with his bare hands, this story deeply captivated Michelangelo, and he admired David's courage and determination. The artist wondered if he should sculpt David after his victory over Goliath, with the beast's head under his foot, or if he should depict David just as he was preparing to fight the beast and hurl a stone at him. Michelangelo decided that what made David a giant was his decision to take on Goliath, and not his eventual victory. Thus, he decided to leave out Goliath and sculpt David on his own, just as he had decided to take on Goliath. If he chose to depict the act of killing Goliath, he would be depicting David as a specific individual with courage, but Michelangelo wanted his David be a spiritual giant that incarnates the courage of humanity. With this idea in mind, Michelangelo devoted countless hours to his sculpture. After about three years, his David was finally completed, and it was installed in front of the Florence City Council. When it was unveiled, the sculpture made waves throughout the city, and many people regarded it as the symbol of Florence. Michelangelo masterfully depicted David's fearlessness, awakening infinite courage and vitality in the hearts of the people. 
David made Michelangelo a world-renowned sculptor and paved the way for his long and productive artistic career. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.